So I st we worship, we worship with such great intens uh, intensity because we know what God is doing, is, going, is, is, is currently doing for us now and what we'll be going into and what we'll be walking into. And I, I believe God's word is true. And I believe God will not fail you. He will not fail you. And I just really want to reiterate that in your minds because God will not fail you when it comes down to his word. All God's promises are yea and amen. Tonight, I really have to reiterate some things for us. And I want to talk about expectations. I want to talk to you about expectations. And what really God has really want me to talk to us about. So most of the things that I say tonight, you have to you have to catch it. So if you have notes and stuff like that, this is this revelation that's going to be coming to me. You have to catch this while God is using me in this moment, right? I want to talk to you about and take your notes on the Bible uh, on the app that we that we got so you can keep it there and save it. So I want to talk to you about raising our level of expectation because I want us to be in great anticipation and expectancy, not for the people to come, but for the word that God has spoken. Amen. Because more importantly, it's not about seeing it, it, yes, the Bible says in Proverbs 13, verse 12, I believe it says, uh, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. So it's important that God will show us the revelation and the result of our anticipation of our hope. All right. But we have to make sure our expectation is in the right place. That is not so much in the promise, but it's really in the promise, sir. Are you following me? Because sometimes we get so caught up in the promise that, guess what? When we do get the promise, we forget all about the promise, sir. All right? So the big reality is that I'm trying to tell us tonight is that when God does and leads us into what he's already preordained, we have to keep that same intensity, that same focus, and the same expectation because the re and a greater expectation because, okay, okay, if he does this, he can do something else great. So you can't just settle for this, this level because when God blesses us on this level, okay, what's next? Hallelujah. When God blesses you with that promotion, that's great. But okay, what's next? Because it's just not there. Okay, the promotion is great. But there's, a, there's another, like I said, we go, there's a levels to this thing. From glory to glory, from faith to faith. Okay, I believe God on this level, but I need to believe God for a higher level. Because there's always somewhere that God is trying to lead me. God doesn't just hold you put in one place for a long time. God will then come to you and say, okay, let's go here. You may not understand the move, but if your expectation, if God is your expectation, whatever he is saying, that means that, okay, I'm expecting that he's going to meet me where he's telling me I need to go. There has to be an expectation that, okay, if God, you calling me to start this church, I'm going to launch out and start it, but I expect for you to meet me there. 
Oh, my God. If he was not in this room, if we didn't if we we went through a whole one year and ups and various downs. But if his glory was not here, it would have made me stop because I didn't believe I would. I would kind of second guess if he was in it. So though if I didn't see the people, I have this expectation because guess what? God has continued to meet me here. And so as long as he's here, then I'm in the right place. See, you have to be where if God is there, even though you're not understanding or not really understanding or seeing the results, you still have to believe by faith. OK, if his glory is here, then that means I'm in the right position. Now it's now about the timing. Oh, my God. Now it's about the timing. So I'm in the right place. Now time has to now catch up to where I'm at. Jesus, I praise you tonight. Are you getting this? The reality is, is that if you don't have an expectation that God will meet you there, then it will not cause you to step out. The only reason why I just stepped out in faith with this is because God said he will meet me here. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. And I'm like, okay, you're moving us from Baltimore. I'm okay. Take me to Columbia. He said, I want you to go to launch it in Columbia. Okay, if you're going to launch it in Columbia, you got to open up an you got to open up some space. I want you to go here. He opens up a door for us to be here. To be here at the right place at the right time. So if we're here at the right place and and guess what? Time is going to hit us here. I want you to see this Psalm 62 verse 5. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from who? Him. So this is the right expectation to have. He says, for my expectation is from who? Him. Did it say that my expectation is from, from, from my, 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 my mate? No. Did he say my expectation is in the job promotion? No. He said my expectation is from who? God. Him. That is my expectation. Let's keep it right. If he is my expectation, I'm going to wait silently. I'm going to wait. My soul is going to wait silently for him. I'm not going to I'm not going to do a whole bunch of murmuring and complaining like, God, why am I not seeing this? God, why am I not? I'm just going to wait patiently here because in the patiently waiting, there's something that God is building up in me because guess what? My expectation is from him. And if my expectation is from him, God is not like man that he shall lie. Watch this. I want to get this through your mind. I want to I want to destroy your look. God is not somebody right who is like man. So stop comparing God to man. Stop comparing God to man. Stop bringing this. Stop bringing the supernatural God into your natural way of thinking. Because God does not think on you and I's level. So you can't put him. You can't bring him to your level. You got to go to where he is. Oh, my God. You got to go to his level because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Right. And so because of that, I my expectation is from God. And I have to understand that I have to be I have to see what he sees. Your prayer to, should be to see what he sees. 
Because when you see what he sees for your life, then, then you know what, how the, you, you can move in more confidence. Are you hearing me tonight? You have to raise your level of expectation. Don't bring, don't, don't bring, because guess what? A lot of us, we don't want to have expectation and stuff like that because we don't want to be disappointed. And I'm jumping in front of myself. But, but watch this. I want you to understand something here is that your expectation has to be from God and God alone. That is having the right perspective. That is having the right motivation. Amen. That's having the right motivation. The right motivation is putting God as your expectation. Because when God stays as the expectation, you won't get stagnant when you receive the promise. Listen to me tonight. This is not enough. Hallelujah. When God blesses us and we blesses our church and blesses us with more people, that is not enough because there's more people to get saved. There's more people to witness to. There's more people that need deliverance. Let me tell you something. Yes, you got that nice job there. Now you make you may be making 40 grand and stuff, but there's more money to make. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to just settle for this level. There's a higher level that I need to get in God. Because my expectation is from him. And if he's my expectation, I'm not going to settle for nothing less than his best. Want to know why? Because God always has more on the other side. Jesus, I'm raising. Let me tell you something. You can, oh my God, you, you may be experiencing God doing something great right there, but guess what? There's more. Even in worship, there's more to God. Hallelujah. There's more to find out. There's more to know. Are you hearing me tonight? You don't know everything there is to know about God, but the more you press into his presence, the more aware you become of him. Oh my God. Because my expectation is from him. Hallelujah. Say to yourself, raise your, raise your expectation. I got to raise my expectation. Raise it up. Raise it up. Raise it up. You have to raise your expectation. Listen to me tonight. Every, the life of a believer shall be, should be lived with great expectation. All of us as believers should be living with great expectation. We are living, while we're here on earth, we live with the expectation of heaven. We live with the anticipation of heaven. That when I die here, that eternity is on the other side. Oh my God. Are you hearing me tonight? I don't live with the expectation that when I die, this is over and my life never ceases to exist. No, when I die, I have life over there. See, not only do I live with that, um, that expectation, but I also live with the expectation of there's rewards waiting for me in heaven because of the works that I did here. Oh my God. I don't live with, I don't, let me, let me tell you something. We are not as, oh my God, people of the world who live without hope. Hallelujah. See, the people of the world can live with, oh, my God, they can uh, obtain all the money in the world. But you guess what? That stops at death. You can. It's nothing wrong with money. You can obtain all of that, but you can't take it to where you're going. 
There's nothing wrong with accolades, but you can't take it to where you're going. So if you only live with a natural mentality and not a supernatural mentality, then you think it's over right here. But when you live with a supernatural mentality and understand that there's more for me on the other side, I'll constantly live with hope and expectation. You should not be walking around here like people of the world and living without hope, living without an expectation. Guess what? It does not matter how bad the world gets because guess what? You are a part of a whole nother economy. You are a part of a whole nother kingdom. You are not a part of the kingdom of this world. You are a part of the kingdom of God. Shout hallelujah. So you're not a part of this kingdom. You're not a part of this kingdom. Yeah, I may be affected by some of the things of the world, but guess what? It ain't going to fully affect me because I'm a part of the kingdom of God. And guess what? Because God is the king, God always takes care of his citizens. And guess what? While people were in lack, guess what? God always pour down great blessings on his people because guess what? It's a sign to the world that God stays blessing his people. Let me tell you something tonight. If God was not a great king like that, he would look like any other God who can't do nothing but besides God is supernatural and he exceeds all the rest he said let me show you who I am that no matter what the world can be struggling you may be worried about Donald Trump I'm not worried about him because I know I belong to another kingdom I belong to another kingdom. I don't fear the things of the world because my expectation is God. I don't fear the things of this world. I don't fear the turmoil by day. I don't care about any of that stuff because you know what? God covers me, his rod and that staff. Oh my, it comforts me. Tell somebody say, raise up, raise it up, raise it up, raise it up, raise it up. Raise up your level of expectation. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the days are gone to not live with hope and expectation. Let me tell you something. I'm afraid because most people, they so worried about tomorrow. They so worried about tomorrow. Oh, my God. Some people are so worried and, 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 and so caught up into today. Whereas though, like, people of God are doing the same thing, caught up into tomorrow, so worried. And Jesus continued to make it clear, like, why don't you just seek first the kingdom of God and all of my righteousness? All of these things will be added unto you. You worried about food, water, drink, money, all of that stuff like that. And how about you put your expectation in him? You're my, and you, you know what that means? That I'm expecting that, you know, while I'm working, because you still got to do something, amen. You still got to do what you need to do. That don't, refuse, that don't take away from the work that you need to put in. Are you hearing me tonight? Yeah, God can bless you, but you, God can't bless you if, you, if you, you if you're not trying to put in for no job. If you're trying, no, 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 no. That don't work like that. God ain't no genie who's just like, bam. No, 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 no. You got to put some effort into what you're trying to do. Don't work like that. Hallelujah. Go to Titus 2.13 so you can see what I'm talking about here. Titus 2.13 says, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. That is the anticipation and expectation that we should have as believers of Christ. We look forward to that glorious day. But listen to me. 
not only do we have expectation in the future glory, but we should have expectation in the glory right now. Listen to me. God can do things in your life right now. I mean, right now. God needs a level of faith. It does not matter how big or small your faith is. Jesus let the disciples know this very clearly. He said, if you just have a mustard seed, I, that one of the most smallest seeds, I mean, it's so tiny. I just need, if, give you, if you can give me an ounce, that's all I'm, just give me just a little bit of faith. I can work with something. I want you to see this. Follow me on this, Daniel. It's in there. Low expectations, right, shows a lack of faith. Low expectations, hear me, shows a lack of faith. It shows a lack of trust. Everybody in this room at some point or another said, I don't want to get my hopes up. Everybody in this room, I don't care who you are. I got the mic. I'm telling you now. I've said it. Everyone in this room has said that I don't want to get my hopes up. We see something good. It's like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't want to get my hopes up. The reality is I'm not here to beat us up too bad. But what I'm saying is, where is the faith in that statement? Where is the trust in God in that statement? Are you hearing me tonight? Where is your level of confidence, or like we've been preaching about confidence, in your God? You want to know why people don't see suddenlies as often as they should in their life? You want to know why? It's because of their lack of faith. Because guess what? You will only experience, guess what, a minimal, minimal to no activity of the supernatural in your life, all because there is a lack of trust and faith. So the supernatural will only happen minimal to none in your life. How do I know this? Because there are certain areas where Jesus could not do a lot of miracles. His own hometown in Nazareth. Jesus looked at it and said, man, I can't do much here. He performed, the Bible says he performed some miracles. But they had this unbelief that he could do no work there. God is looking at you and saying, I want to do a work in his or her life, but she ain't or he has not given me that opportunity. So you see a little bit of activity, but you don't see as much as you should because there's not enough faith there. Oh, my God. Are you catching what I'm throwing out to you? Right? <laughs> Why? Well, I'm trying to get you to understand this, is that 
we as believers should be constantly living with the expectation of witnessing the supernatural. Miracles, signs, and wonders. The Bible says that miracles, signs, and wonders should, guess what, follow them. Here's the issue. Miracles, signs, and wonders cannot follow you if you walk in unbelief. I'm just going to keep my expectation on this, on this little surface here. I've been disappointed. Everybody's been disappointed in the room, right? If you have not been disappointed yet, keep living, all right? That's what, the, that's what my grandmother and them used to say. If you haven't experienced certain things in life yet, keep living. <laughs> you keep living, you're going to experience it. Watch this. Everyone in the room has been disappointed. One way or another, if we be all honest in this room, some of us have been disappointed with God. If all of us be honest in the room, God, why did I come from this certain family? Why you didn't deliver this person? Why you didn't heal my mother or heal my father or grandmother when I asked for healing for that person? Why you having the, why I, I didn't get this job and I really, I was the last, I was, I was, it was just me and another person and another person got inside me. Why? I prayed you, I prayed, oh man, I even fasted. I even gave money to the church. <laughs> I even gave a bigger seed than what I normally do. All because I was believing for this job. Oh, I was believing for this miracle. And what happens is we get disappointed because we thought that all God should just work with our. God works within our calendar. Our God. No, he should be working within my time. Instead of us working in his time and in his calendar. I can't necessarily tell you that I've also prayed stuff like that. God, like, look. I'm wearing my cousin Tanya's bracelet. She died of breast cancer this, around this time last year, right? The funny thing is, I told y'all this before, I was praying for another person who was dealing with cancer, and they got, they, God raised them up. So I'm like, look here, God. I know you, got a you put a prophetic anointing on my life. You put all this stuff, but it seems like when I pray for my family, it don't seem to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I can lay hands on other people right there. Bam, they come back. I'm like, what is going on here? And that makes you start second-guessing yourself and second-guessing God. Like, wait a second, dude. I don't know what you got going on here. And the reality is this. We don't always understand the sovereign will of God. The sovereign will of God is different from his permissible will. I hope you're, throwing, I hope you're catching this. The, 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 the sovereign will of God is totally different. And we don't always understand his sovereign will. We had a woman right into our, our, our church said, man, my, her son passed away suddenly on the job. He was full of health. And she emailed us and said, I'm a good person. I go to church. Why has this happened to me? I don't, and it's hard for me to really respond through email because I'd rather call anyway when it talks about that part. 
But the reality is many people are that way. Is that something either tragic happened or they was hoping for something. And then with giving God that opportunity, he doesn't move in that way. And then sudden things happen. And then it's like, why did that happen? How do you minister to a, to a mother who's hurting because of the loss of her child? That suddenly happened. He was in good health. We do not always understand God's sovereign will. God's sovereign will at times will always be a mystery for us to understand. You don't fully understand why God does what he does. But the reality is, is that God always have a sovereign purpose wrapped around tragic tragedy. He has, always has a sovereign will wrapped up. And guess what? Even though you may not understand it now, God will comfort your soul and your spirit even in the midst of your hurt. Listen to me. And a lot of times when we pray to God, we pray with a selfish ambition. We pray with this self, we play with this self-focused ambition. Instead of praying, oh my God, instead of praying God's will, we're praying our will to him. And if you really want to see answered prayer, and if you really want to see God move, you need to start praying his will back to him for your life. And the reality is, the enemy will love to keep us in that place of low expectation because he knows the scriptures as well. Of what the Bible says in James, guess what? It's hard. No double-minded person should think they will receive anything from God. So if you have this double mind that, oh, I don't know if I can pray to God about this, but I'll pray to God about that. How in the world are you going to expect God to do something for your life? How? It don't work like that. You have to, you have to understand God's sovereign will for your life. <laughs> Because if you keep your expectations here, there's not enough atmosphere of faith for God to move in any situation. Let me tell you something. We talked about prayer the first week. We talked about worship last week. And what we've been talking about in Bible study about having the faith for the suddenlies, that is all creating an atmosphere for miracles. That's what you're doing. So the more and more you create the atmosphere... God needs a level of expectation. Listen to me. When they were in, the, when the early church were in, was, uh, when, when they were in the upper room for 10 days, they had an expectation for God to meet them. They didn't know when it was going to happen, but they had an expectation that the Holy Spirit is going to come. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. You have to have an expectation for the unexpected. Because even though you don't understand, even though you don't know when it's going to happen, I was in the expectation that I don't know when or the time that he's going to come. But I was already alert and I was already in anticipation to receive. That is putting yourself in the right position. I put myself in the right position to receive when I have the right expectation, when I have the right anticipation. my God, I'm praying for our fellows in this church that God will bless you all 
with strong women. I'm praying for the men of the women of this church that God will bless you with strong men. But you want to know how to get yourself in the right expectation for it? Is put your expectation in him. Don't put your don't be like this. Let me keep my little expectation here. Don't do that. Don't 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 say That might look like God. Helpless. But I, y'all know how that is. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me tonight? That, that, that might look, I don't know. I don't. He might look like Boaz. I'm just like, let me see. That might look like Ruth. Let me, let me, let me just see. I just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that might, that might. I'm praying for that. And the reason why I'm praying for that, because I want us to our expectations to rise are you hearing me tonight God wants to do so much great suddenlies in this church and in your life and I'm trying to stir you up so much so stir up that little stir up the doubt that you have stir up that unbelief get it out of there I know you gonna there's gonna be some moments you ain't gonna understand certain stuff we're human get it you're not going to understand every move God asks you to make. You're not. Neither do I. But guess what? When I walk in the purpose that God has for my life, hallelujah, God always finds me there. And then I get clarity for what I've been asking for. But if you don't have your expectation level, <laughs> here, here, watch this. Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. I'm going to close with this scripture. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Listen to me. I'm going to stop right there. This is Paul saying this. Paul has been through different tribulation. He's been through different tribulation. And he's saying, listen, I'm going to live. That's my expectation. God is not through with me yet. That's my, that's my earnest, he said, earnest expectation and hope. You see that? Earnest expectation and hope. That in nothing I shall be ashamed. If God is my expectation, I will not be put ashamed. Romans 5.5 says this. This hope will not disappoint. For the love that God has poured out. So the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that if God is my expectation, God will not disappoint. Hallelujah. Yeah, you may not have got that opportunity and you didn't think that you get you didn't get that door that God had in store for you. But guess what? That you thought God had in store for you. But guess what? God always has something better. You may have experienced, you may have experienced, oh my God, a bad situation or a bad situation on the breakup. I know I did. So you may experience, but God got somebody else better on the line. You may have experienced, you may have experienced different things in your life, but guess what? All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to their purpose. God can use the evil things that people do against you and turn it and flip it around for your good. 
can take the ugly, the good, and the bad, mix it all together, and you say, all right, it may not, I don't understand how it worked out, but it worked out for my good. And this hope shall not be disappointed. That's why I say you can't think, oh my God, you cannot, don't, don't compare God to man. Don't put him, oh my God, don't compare him to man. God has a love for you that surpasses, it's an agape love. It's an unconditional love. Don't think that God sits on his throne and he don't want you to have this and he don't want you to have this. He just this big old man, this big old God who just lays down the gavel. He just say no to everything. That's not how God works. But if the devil can keep you in that mentality, you will never ask for anything. My God, I hope you're hearing this. Stand to your feet. I'm going to give you this one last verse. Ephesians 3, 20. I want you to repeat this after me. This is the message Bible. I want you to memorize this scripture over your life. Y'all ready to read? And I want you to read this with all your might. Here we go. It says, God can do anything. You know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Glory down all the generations. Glory through all millennial. Oh, yes. You see that? says God can do what? Anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Say, God can do anything. God exceeds all expectations. He exceeds all expectations. Guess what? You Even when you raise up your expectation, guess what? God will even exceed what you even think that God was going to do. Hallelujah. Even we believe in God to do something in, on this level right here, but God can surpass that. Have overflow rooms for overflow rooms. And oh my God, come on and believe God in this house tonight. Guess what? God, oh my God, God will do so much in your life. He thought you thought you was getting this position at this money, but God bless you with something higher that was above your, oh my God, above your experience. Hallelujah. Say, God can do anything. Come on, believe it tonight. God can do anything. God can exceed my expectations. He exceeds all my expectations tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Encourage somebody. Say, raise your level of expectation. Raise it up. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and put a praise on it right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.